ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. The Acting Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions says the decision to charge an autistic teenager with terrorism offences was in the public interest. That's despite a Victorian court finding law enforcement had attempted to radicalise the teenager in order to gather evidence against him. In response to questioning from Green Senator David Shoebridge at Senate Estimates yesterday, acting DPP Scott Bruckard said there was sufficient evidence to charge the teenager. New South Wales Green Senator David Shoebridge joins me now. Welcome to the program. Yeah, good morning. At Senate Estimates yesterday, the Acting Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions acknowledged this was a difficult case. How did he defend the decision to lay charges? Well, I found it quite extraordinary, actually. I mean, the magistrate found that the actions of the police undercover operative, which was the primary evidence being relied upon by the CDPP and and the AFP who were bringing this case, um, had been obtaining in such appalling circumstances. It had been a a radicalisation of the child in circumstances where the the child's family had come to the police seeking help. And had found that admitting the evidence, if he if he admitted that evidence in the trial, it would undermine confidence in the judicial system, and and then made the extraordinary decision to do a permanent stay of the proceedings. Um, and then we still have the Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions, the acting CDPP, saying the prosecution was in the public interest, and he would do it again. <clears throat> and I think the fact that given all of the findings of the magistrate, the fact that the the the, the, the most senior um, member of the Commonwealth DPP said he would do it again was, I think, fairly chilling. I found it actually quite chilling to hear that evidence. Why did you find it so chilling? <clears throat> well, w- why is there no corrective in the system? We, we have, we, we had a, a the, the family of a then 13-year-old boy with autism and a very low IQ, an IQ in the 70s, deeply concerned about what their child was doing. They they approached the police for help. Initially, that was counselling, countering violent extremism. But then the magistrate found that the police used that countering violent extremism counselling to actually gather evidence and then convert it into an investigation and a prosecution. They waited until the child turned 14 because it was easier to lay charges against a 14-year-old than a 13-year-old. And then perhaps one of the, the most brutal judgments against police and and the conduct of authorities. And and given all of that, the CDPP said he would do it again. We heard last night from the Australian Federal Police that they would do it again. The CDPP says it was in the public interest. And and there's no review of the CDPP's conduct. And the review that's been undertaken of the AFP is not looking at any kind of discipline against any of the operatives in the AFP despite this. It's as though there is no corrective in the system. What corrective do you want there to be? Well, at a minimum, an undercover operative um, who went in and instead of um, uh, trying to assist a child, or in this case, even just being neutral, an undercover operative whose actions actively radicalised a 13-year-old boy with autism when the family had come to him for help, who put ideas of becoming a sniper and a suicide bomber, of, of, of put ideas of radical Islam into the child's mind, surely there should be some disciplinary proceedings against that. And 
And and the Deputy Commissioner of the Australian Federal Police, the second highest member of the the Australian Federal Police, who authorised a a major covert operation against a 13-year-old boy with autism, um, surely there should at least be some kind of disciplinary review, some kind of professional standards review of their conduct, and there's not. Instead, one of the Deputy Commissioner's colleagues, another Deputy Commissioner, is undertaking some kind of neutral review which cannot end in any disciplinary proceedings, and the CDPP isn't even reviewing the case. The AFP has said they are (coughs) conducting reviews into the operation. Uh, What steps need to be taken by them in these reviews are you suggesting? Well, the review that's been undertaken can't end in any disciplinary proceedings against anybody. It's it's one of the close colleagues of the, the, the Deputy Commissioner who issued the the, the major covert operation against the 13-year-old boy with autism whose family came to the police for help. Um, and, 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 and there is no independent review. And in fact, as, as they sat together in budget estimates, the deputy commissioner who, who ordered the major covert operation and his colleagues, they sat next to each other in estimates. And, and, and I heard the deputy commissioner who, who authorised these proceedings say he would do it again. He would do it again. Um, it, it's as though there's no learning in the system. Now, remember, all of this was done under the former Morrison government. We, we've had a change of government, but it appears none of these fundamentals will change. And, and I am particularly disturbed at the absolute silence from the Attorney General. The AFP is, is under his remit, and he's said not a word about this. I mean, I, I've had so many people contact my office deeply, deeply troubled about what happened to this boy, what happened to this family, and the thought that nowhere in the system there's any checks and balances given what the magistrate found, it's quite extraordinary. Given the acknowledgement of mental health being a factor in the radicalisation of youth, what measures do you think should be integrated into counterterrorism strategies to address that more effectively? Well, well, there, there needs to be a very clear separation between the countering violent extremism action, which is which is counselling, diversion, help with the family. There needs to be a very clear separation between that and and police investigations. Because right now, who would trust the, who would trust the police if if their child, if they were troubled by their child right now, who would go to the police and say, "Can you please help me?" Knowing that they're willing. To, to convert um, that kind of approach by a family with, with a child with so many vulnerabilities, they're willing to convert even that into a criminal prosecution. And I think that fundamental breakdown in trust is an issue that I would hope that the government, the AFP, the CDPP, somebody mm. might take into account. Just very briefly, so we were about to hit the news. <coughs> Unlike the AFP, the CDPP is not reviewing its actions yet, but the, the new director, Raylene Sharp, only started in December. Will you push for a review? Well, yes, of, of course I'll push for a review. It was unfortunate we had the acting director, but of course he was the person who... Um, uh, you know, was in charge at, at the time of all of this this conduct in pl- that the, the being put in place. But of of course, we'll be pushing for a review. But again, the CDPP reviewing themselves, the police reviewing themselves. Uh, I'm now firmly persuaded there needs to be an independent review, and and I look to the Attorney General to initiate that. And unfortunately, 
all we've got so far has been silence. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. That's the New South Wales Greens Senator David Shoebridge. Now, we requested interviews with the Acting Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions, the AFP, ASIO and Victoria Police. They all declined. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.